Football Friday with Burns and Gambo. Presented by 72 Sold. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Going into this, I would have said, I don't know if Sean Payton would go to the Cardinals. Now I think it's pretty legit. Like Really? Yeah. Like, both them and the Texans have kind of undercover pretty good opportunities because Kyler is different. But quarterback. Sean Payton's different, too, and maybe that works. And he is a great coach and will no doubt give some accountability to Kyler Murray and make sure of it. Um, they're not going to need a clause in the contract, etc. Sean will make sure of it. That's <laughs> my, my favorite part of the soundbite. Yeah. Ian Rappaport on Pat McAfee's show. My second favorite part is Pat McAfee making all those noises in the background because that's just what he does. My favorite part is is like, yeah, you don't need a clause in a contract for homework when Sean Payton's in your coach. Mm. That'll kind of take care of itself. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That was Rappaport uh, today from Pat McAfee's show. Uh, and then, of course, you brought to the table a um, a story from the Washington Post in which Mark Maskey, longtime NFL insider, said he's hearing the Broncos are the, the leaders in the clubhouse runner, yeah. yeah, to get them. And then they even dug up this old quote, which we have here for you, Sean Payton. And we've we've played these from Sean Payton talking about Kyler. Whether he was on uh, on Colin's show or whether he was on Fox or whatever, this is Sean Payton on the herd back in October talking about Russell Wilson. Here's what he said a couple of months ago: You correct flaws immediately, and then we don't worry about how long the process is going to take. In other words, I'd want to cut up today. I'd want to cut up of all Russell's uh, past plays of thirty or more yards from the field. And I'd want to see, are there some schemes that he felt very comfortable with? That's fixing him part one. Fixing him part two would just be watching some Seattle tape. They did a great job in Seattle of bringing him off of a naked boot and then pulling up. And we all saw that like throwback to lock it across the field where the ball traveled 60 yards in the air. Right. Um, Then I'd want to look at uh, another film of his red zone touchdown passes inside the twenty. And so what I'm asking for from assistants is I'm, I'm asking for some of his greatest hits and to make sure that we have those song lyrics available. <laughs> and, and if not, let's put them in. Yeah. And that's when you interview a head coach, Michael Bidwell is going to do these interviews for a head coaching candidate. He's going to sit there and he's going to, you're going to say us the same things with Kyler Murray. What do you, what, what do you, what can you do to get the most out of Kyler Murray? I got a huge investment in the kid. I got to, and he's going to break that down. Well, the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to have my assistants go over this and go over that. And you've got to sell that to Michael Bidwell. Now, Sean Payton, you know, part of him sells himself, but it is going to be an interview and you're going to want to ask questions and, and, and hear the answers and be like, okay, that's so that's great. I believe that will work because, you know, you hear Sean Payton talk about Kyler Murray or you hear Sean Payton talk about Russell Wilson. You can get excited about what his plan would be. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take that. I'm going to go back to Seattle. I'm going to see what the, what he really liked on those long throws. I'm going to see what he really liked here. Let's talk about the bootlegs in Seattle. We got to we're going to run some of those because he's really good. You know, you get excited about that. What can I do to get the most out of this guy? You feel like Sean Payton is a guy that's going to get the most out of whatever quarterback he's with. 
with. But but and it's a great point. You got to hear a plan. You can't just say my plan to fix Kyler Murray is that I'm Sean Payton, and it, you know, and not that Sean Payton's going to do that. I'm not trying to no, insinuate for a second, right? And- yeah, he, he. There's got to be just as any young inexperienced head coach would come in and he would need to be very well prepped, very organized with a real clear vision on what he would do. Just because he's Sean Payton, it doesn't mean he doesn't have to do the same thing. But it doesn't mean that about, Michael shouldn't expect the same thing. Now think about it. Think about a defensive coordinator like Brian Flores or D'Amico Ryan's coming in and being asked that question. Now you're going to hire an offensive guy to run that. You're a defensive genius. You're Brian Flores. You're a defensive guy. D'Amico, defensive guy. And now you know you're going to have to answer that question. What do I going to? So you better be well prepared. Sure. You better like. And and I think a lot of times, like we just talked to uh, a 49ers uh, a guy who covers the 49ers. And we talked about D'Amico Ryans. He mentioned Anthony Lynn, who was a former head coach of the Chargers, mm-hmm. who was a running backs coach in San Francisco. But he was a former head coach. He's an offensive guy. He's a Super Bowl winner, winning player, uh, played in the league for a long time, was a running back. So, you know, you may pick Anthony Lynn's brand. I'm going to go on this interview and talk about Kyla Murray. You're going to be my OC. If I get this job, you're going to be my OC. I, I, what is our plan for offense if we work together? So, you know, you've got a plan for the defense. Sure. But if you know that I'm going to, I'm going to bring in Anthony Lynn to be my OC. Before you even do the interview, if you're D'Amico Ryans, you sit down with Anthony Lynn, you go over the Cardinals personnel, you watch some film, you talk, and look, you're going to be my offensive coordinator if you, if we come. And you, you just, and you discuss that. And so that when you do this interview with Michael Bidwell, you've kind of got an offensive guy giving you some input. And, and then you could say that, well, first of all, I would bring Anthony Lynn in. He's a, a great offensive mind. He was a former head coach in his league. That's going to help a lot. He's going to be able to help Kyler. Like, and you, so those are the things you'd have to, so a defensive, for Sean Payton, it's really, easy to answer the Kyler Murray question. Yeah. For a defensive guy, it's going to be a little bit harder. It's, it's just going to be different, too, but a defensive guy can also answer the question in the framework of a defensive guy. Like, okay, I know that as a defensive coordinator, I know that when I'm defending Kyler Murray and he does this to us, it we struggle with it. And when he does this to us, we handle that very yeah. easily, right? So you can, yeah, it, you, of course you would want to pick an offensive guy's brain a little bit to see really, truly how to exit and know it and how to make it work with Kyler, but as defensive guy, you can also talk about it in kind of these broad strokes of of man, when he does these things to us, we have a hard time answering that defensively. So I want him to do more of that. I want to enhance that part of his game. There's really nothing new on the Sean Payton front other than the comments of Mickey Loomis today, who's the general manager of the Saints, and even these aren't really new, to be honest with you. Mickey Loomis met with the media today and basically said, yes, three teams have been given permission. Yes, they are the Texans, the Cardinals, and the Broncos. And yes, those three teams know that compensation is going to be required to hire Sean Payton. Now, what was interesting was Loomis saying he hasn't offered a specific price for Payton because he knows that every team is different. He can't just say a first rounder because a first rounder means different in Denver than it does in Houston than it does in Arizona. You know, the Broncos are going to have a late first rounder. Houston's got two first rounders. The Cardinals have a top three pick. He can't just blanket say a first rounder because that's different for each team. He, He admitted, quote, it's going to be different for every team because they have different picks and different things available to them. They have to get our permission to have a discussion with him and then we have to have the compensation 
settled before they they can actually hire him. Close quote. But he and we suspected this all along. But he he basically said these three teams are well yeah. aware there's going to be a price to pay in order to hire him, and they're all prepared to pay the price. Listen in 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 the. Conversation that Loomis had today with reporters, he did say it's complicated because he has such great respect for Sean Payton. He said he's a close friend, great coach. I want what's best for him. I do. He gave everything he could to the New Orleans Saints. We achieved things we had never done before. But then he also says, I recognize he's a valuable asset. His contract is a valuable asset to our club. It's our duty to maximize that. I think between the quarterback of a team and the head coach, no one else impacts winning more than those two guys in any building. So I know what he brings to the table. I know that's really valuable and our obligation is to maximize that value if he chooses to coach again within that time frame where we have those rights. So basically saying, I do want what's best for him. I want to help him. We're friends. He did a lot for us, but this is an asset, guys. I got to maximize that asset and get the most I can. Yep. Now, you and I agree neither one of us would dare trade the third overall pick in the draft to get Sean Payton. No. Where you and I split is I'd be willing to discuss this year's second and next year's first. And you, for you, the only way you would consider that is if Sean Payton is heads and tails above everybody else. Like, so much better than anybody else you interview that the gap is so wide you have no choice but to pay that price. Um, yes. That, that's the only way you would do a two this year and a one next year. Ooh. I'm more open to doing a two this year and a one next year because I think you're going to get that two back when you trade DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think there's any scenario in which they're going to get a first and a second round pick. I think that that's just, that's robbery to me. So I don't think a does that second this year is so close to being a first. Maybe you give him a second and a fourth this year and you'd be done with it. But a second and then a first, the first this year, I wouldn't give up under any circumstances. I'm just not giving up the third pick in the draft. The first next year is interesting. And you may say, okay, let's 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 kick that can down the road. But there is a chance next year's first round pick is the top five pick. Of course, yeah. And then you know you're in, that, know. you're in that situation where the Saints are. You're like you don't want to be the Denver Broncos this year, looking at Seattle having your pick after you had a miserable year. You got to spend money to make money, uh, as the old saying goes. Innings Festival is back. The two day music festival featuring Green Day, Eddie Vedder, Weezer, The Offspring, and so much more returns to Tempe Beach Park on February 25th and 26th. Tickets just went on sale. You can head to the contest page at. ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win tickets. So, if the NBA season were to start today, the Suns would have a tough matchup in the first round. That's next. Burns and Gambo. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? Wait, what? What's on tonight? Now? Already? Yeah, we're off a little early tonight. Suns-Timberwolves, 6 o'clock. That's the only game that's on tonight featuring a local team. Um, 6 o'clock tip time between the Suns and the Minnesota Timberwolves. And then busy, full weekend. Um, and so, yeah. But in terms of tonight, that's what's on tonight. Suns-Minnesota. We got playoff bad football this weekend. Oh. It's nice. We haven't watched real football the entire year as <laughs> Cardinal fans. We went the entire year. Now we get to watch real football games. Okay, so my... Power ranking impromptu of the games I'm looking forward to the most this weekend. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll go Giants-Vikings 1. Me too, because I'm a Giants fan. Chargers-Jaguars 2. I agree. I agree. Bucks-Cowboys 3. Ooh, I think we're in agreement here, because I'm going to win a lunch from you. I'm going to win lunch. I'm so confident that the Cowboys are going to crush them. 
blah, 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 oh, I know. blah, 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 The least game I'm looking forward to, Bills-Dolphins. Bills-Dolphins. Maybe Seattle-San Francisco. Yeah, I think that one's going to be pretty nasty, too. I think three of them are going to be. I, I think of the three, we talked about this earlier, Ravens-Bengals has the best chance to be the least nasty. Yeah, because the Ravens can hold Cincinnati down a little bit scoring. I yeah. believe they can. Yeah, yeah. So I would say that, yeah, if there was to be an upset, I don't know, but I don't know who's the Ravens quarterback this week. Anthony Brown, potentially. I mean, it could be Huntley. Best case scenario, it's Tyler Huntley. Worst case scenario, it's Anthony Brown. But I don't know. Huntley can't throw the ball down the field. His shoulder's all banged up. I know. Played in four games. He had three passes at 20 yards. I just think they're in such trouble. Throw the ball. Can't get the ball down the field. And if two are healthy, okay, let's talk, man. It's, it's, and maybe Teddy Bridgewater rallies with the dislocated pinky finger on the throwing hand, but. I don't know, if not, the, let's let's look up the Buffalo weather. When is that game? Uh, that game is Sunday morning. Sunday at one o'clock. Sunday. Sunday one o'clock Buffalo time. Eleven o'clock our time. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be thirty one degrees with a low of eighteen. Then Miami's not going down here and playing well. No. Sunday the fifteenth. Eleven o'clock. Yeah, there's no chance. Miami's got no chance. Wait, 30 degrees out. They're not going to win that game. Miami's not going up there or down there? I don't know. They're going up to Buffalo. What did I say? Down there. They're, they're not going, going down there. They're not going down to Buffalo. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Like, down to Buffalo? You go down to Buffalo for Miami? Really? You know, it just so happens on a day when I had, you know, an astute I know. catch. I, I, Something that was just... You really did. You, you caught Jay Crowder kind of in an aha moment. Yeah, I and did. I did. I, I just... I called Jack Nicholson Jack Nicholas. Hey, had that going for you. I don't yeah. know the difference between up and down. I don't really get it. Why couldn't you go down to Buffalo? North, south. You don't really go down when you go north. You kind of go up on a map. North is up. South is down. Up to north. Down to south. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe what, what about like if the Earth is rotating a certain way? <laughs> like, see, follow me, follow me here, follow me. Okay. So the Earth is rotating, right? Uh-huh. And, and and the Earth is this way, uh-huh. and then as it rotates, it goes this way. Uh-huh. You know, if you if you if you look at it from that picture, like the there are probably certain times it's up and certain times it's down, depending on where the Earth is at that time. We're like two steps away from flat Earth theory over here. Oh, I know, I know. Careful, <laughs> I didn't say the Earth was flat <laughs> yet. <laughs> there are some times that you see you're just basing it on just like land. But what about like the uh-huh. Earth? If you're looking at the view of it, even when the Earth space. tilts on its axis, Miami is always south of Buffalo and Buffalo is always north of yeah, Miami. Yeah, but what if you're well, sitting you upside know? down? Like, how do you know? Well, well, an astronomer or something? <laughs> no, I just <laughs> barely. You with that AU. <laughs> Seriously. Come on. <laughs> Here we go. I mean, you're barely above my education <laughs> oh, level. Oh, stop. Seriously. Three from NAU or me. Like, is it really that much of a difference? Uh, yes, it actually is. Oh, yeah. Okay, quite a bit great, of difference. Yeah. yeah, quite a bit of difference. Um, the way the standings are, by the way, Suns, Timberwolves, Dyke, DeAndre Ayton is back. He will play. Okay. Uh, everybody else is still ruled out. I think Monty said pregame that Landry Shamit is what really is, close. What was the D'Angelo Russell story you sent me about today? 
that the, the the Timberwolves might trade him before the deadline if they can find somebody who wants him and he kind of expects that wow. he's going to get moved. Yeah, it's just not good. Not good I at all. I don't think we'll hear Suns fans. Add, what about D'Lo? I don't think we'll get that now. No, I believe that ship has sailed. Um, somebody did a projection today, and you sent this to me in your email, that kind of projecting how the rest of the season is going to play out. They're predicting the number one seed Memphis Grizzlies to play the number eight seed Phoenix Suns in the first round of the playoffs. And that's where like the trek to try to win becomes so difficult. Like you get a matchup like that early and we saw what happened when New Orleans took the Suns, you know, deeper and made them go six games and hard fought games and then the Suns got beat by Dallas in seven. You know, that's that's a lot to ask, man. A first-round matchup. Yeah, that projection right now is Memphis 1, Phoenix 8 is one of the projections, and that would be a tough first-round matchup. Yeah, I mean, if you just go by the actual standings right now, that's what it would be, except it would be 2 versus 7. Memphis right now is in the 2 spot. Phoenix is in the 7 spot. Hopefully that changes. Hopefully that – and and look, the Suns fully healthy. Are they equipped to beat Memphis in a best-of-seven series? Yeah, they could. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. They fully could. healthy? They, you bet they could. Yep. But it'd be nice if they could improve their seating. That's going to do it for us. We're out of here. Suns basketball is next. We'll see you next week, straight up, 2 o'clock here on the Birds of Gambo Show. Have a great night, everyone. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Go.